Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. And then I head back to New York. The semester's over. I head back to New York. And... When I got back to New York, things were different. Mm-hmm. The church was a skeleton of itself. Right. People were, membership had declined. Yeah. Attendance had declined. About 90, 95% of the leaders had left. Mm-hmm. Because what happened was, People stopped giving their 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 weekly monetary contribution. Yeah, of course. So salaries were gone. Salaries and budgets were kaput. Yeah. yeah. And the leaders left. And a lot of the leaders later on would say, Oh, you know, I went to, you know, find something else. I went to, you know, this and that. Bullshit. Yeah. There's no more money for you. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. So don't give me no altruistic bullshit. You need a new host. You fed off this one long enough, it's died. You'll yeah. go find a new host somewhere else. Yeah. So, but I chose to stay with the church. This is 2003. I made a conscious decision that I said, you know what? Just because it's broken doesn't mean that I have to abandon ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how I felt. And so, for the rest of 2003... Now going into this into the summer and the and the fall and even the winter of two thousand three, I'm I'm still going to the church, but things are not the same. Mm-hmm. But as things are not the same, I'm slowly, slowly starting to feel <sighs> independent. Yeah. I'm starting to feel as if I could do this on my own. Sure. But I'm also witnessing the people around in the church around me where there were there were disciples that I knew of who were getting married. But they were getting married, but the brides were pregnant. Nothing wrong with that. Sure. Nothing wrong with that. It is what it is. But in our church, that didn't happen. Yeah. So now all of a sudden that this letter is out, you have people just doing whatever it is that they want to do. I kept thinking to myself, well, why would I want to be in church and do that? I could do that on my own. Yeah. It's like a Tyler Perry movie. I could do bad all by myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I kept thinking that. But I was also attached to this concept of the church. So I was living in these two worlds, so to speak, you know? And now I'm starting to experience different things on my own outside of the group because it's now more individual. Things are not forced as they used to be. Mm. Relationships were forced. There were some really positive, natural, wonderful relationships that were forged and bonds that were sure, forged within yeah. this group. And it should be it should also be noted that there were relationships that were also forced. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, this person's now a leader. You have to listen to this person because the word of God says so. Yeah. And it's forced and coerced. Mm-hmm. 
But now that forcefulness and that coercion is no longer there. Because people aren't, like like what Dell was saying, what both Dells were saying about the letter, how people acted, this is happening. And for me, it's slowly starting to chip away at my armor, mm-hmm. at my belief. Yeah. And one of the things that really stood out to me, one of the things that really stood out to me, because now we're going into 2004. Remember, I said I left in 2004. Mm-hmm. My my dad passed away mm-hmm. in 2004, April 2004. And I remember I was still in the church. And I remember, you know, people reached out to me to share their condolences. I thought that was nice of them. And then the leader, one of the leaders of the church, he reached out to me and called me. Mm-hmm. To see if I was doing okay. And say that he was sorry about the loss of my dad. And I sat there and I listened. And I conversed with him. But as I'm conversing with him. I was growing more disgusted. With what he was saying. Yeah. The guy that's speaking to me. I looked up to, I looked up to him a lot. Yeah. You remember I said. Way back in season one. When I first visited, mm-hmm. there was a guy speaking who said, God wants you to have a good life. Yeah. It was him. Mm-hmm. It was him. Nine years later. Yeah. It's him. And I remember in 1999, I invited my dad to church, which was a big deal. My dad and I, we're, we're not close. I've never been close. We've always had a tumultuous relationship. Yeah. But I invited him to church and he he accepted the invitation and it was a big deal. And he came. And when he came, I introduced him to this leader who was around the same age as my dad. Mm. And I was expecting the leader to take interest in my dad and want to study the Bible with him and want to convert him. Because here's the thing. Here's how the church worked, dude. Me as a campus student or even as a teenager. If somebody brought a college student to church, they would introduce him to me. Not so that I could meet him. No, it's for the purpose of Aldo. This is such and such. Mm -hmm. The underlying expectation is Aldo, take it from here. Study the Bible with this guy Mm -hmm. and convert him. Mm -hmm. That was our job. Mm-hmm. If I brought a woman to church, I'm introducing her to, to the sisters. Mm-hmm. If I brought a 50-year-old woman to the church, I'm introducing her to the 50-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Here, guys, convert. So here I'm bringing my dad. And I... And I introduced him to the guy. Mm-hmm. The same guy that was at the pulpit every single Sunday who was a superstar in our organization mm-hmm. revered respected loved and he just looked at my dad like alright man hey nice to meet you and he kept it moving my dad didn't matter to him what do you think that reason was 
because my dad wasn't sharp enough. Because my dad wasn't sharp enough. My dad spoke with an accent. My dad had a regular blue-collar job. And he wasn't sharp enough. Yeah, and therein lies the... Um, I, I've never... The, I'm sure one of the many discriminations within the organization that... Oh, dude, I don't want this guy. I mean, dude, I've on. never, I've never, no, no, no one ever said we don't want this guy. No, no, one no ever but, said when, that. but when you, wouldn't you say it's, it's, there's got to be this undertone of, I mean, he's not really going to represent us that well, right? He's not the type of person. No one was ever turned away. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, not everybody was poured the same effort into. Right. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So now fast forward. That was 1999. And now fast forward. 2004. Here's this leader. Talking to me. Saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. about your dad's death. Yeah. And I didn't have the courage I didn't have the courage. This is 20-something-year-old Aldo, and I did not have the courage. And I wanted to say, when my dad was alive, you didn't care. Now it's too late. Yeah. But I didn't say it. Mm-hmm. I just hung up the phone and quietly acknowledged that it was time to go. Wow. June came. And I stopped coming back. I recognized that. Without me having putting words to it. I recognized that. I didn't need the church anymore. I didn't need them. Mm-hmm. My self-esteem was back. My confidence was back. My ability to believe in myself was there. And I wasn't afraid to try things on my own. And that's it. I have no salacious ending. I have nothing gossipy. I have no controversial moment. It was just an internal thing where I said, it's time. And I left. And that was that. You're with your dad. That's a, that's an even larger experience. It just go, it just goes to show that this church is just the same as anybody else. Yeah. We put them on a higher pedestal. And I think I think what makes it a cult is all of us as members, we put all of our eggs into one basket. Mm-hmm. And it was that basket. Right. And it and it was we were supposed to. We were supposed to put our eggs into that basket. Mm-hmm. You know? That was the expectation. 
You couldn't, it was all in or nothing, you know? And I think that's what makes it a cult because, and I think that's what can make anything a cult, to be quite honest with you. Anything that forces you to put all your eggs into its basket, and I'm talking about everything that you own, your identity, everything, that's dangerous. Yeah. Even if nothing bad happens, it's dangerous. I mentioned this in season one. It's like it's like a it's like somebody's driving recklessly. Just because they never got into an accident or never got stopped by the police does not mean that it wasn't reckless. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So we got lucky that there was no Jim Jones situation. There was no Heaven's Gate situation. There was nobody. Well, I shouldn't say that. There was not these 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 egregious situations. But to me, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because the ingredients were the same. Right. And there was a moment, though, where even though I left, I always wondered about the church, though. What were they up to? Mm-hmm. So every couple of years, I would go on this uh, deep dive into the internet and, and look them up. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, and Kenny. We all remember Kenny. Mm-hmm. Kenny and I are really good friends. And he's always been involved with the church. So I remember one day I called him up. I said, yo, man, I want to come to a Sunday service. And this is now like, what year is this? It might be 15 years after leaving. Mm-hmm. This is more than 10 years after leaving. I call Kenny and I said, I, I want to go to a Sunday service. Because I just want to see, is it still the same? Yeah. And Kenny was like, all right. But I remember I said to Kenny, I said, listen, I'm just letting you know, though. I ain't talking to nobody. <laughs> Yo, nobody better say nothing to me. I'm sitting next to you. I'm standing next to you the whole time. That's it. If you see somebody coming over to try to like approach me like I'm a visitor, I need you to put your hand out and say, stop. <laughs> Don't get any closer. Because if I say it, I'm cursing them out. Right. That's still how much vigor and yeah. anger I still had. Right. But it was still unresolved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Had unresolved issues with the church. I didn't really have closure, I thought. And we get there, and it's in Brooklyn, and I'm looking around, and it's still the same vibe. And it's, if it's still the same vibe, I'm getting angrier. Anyhow, I get there. Like I said, the vibes are still the same, and to me, nothing's changed. And then the guy gets up to speak. The evangelist gets up to speak. And he had my attention. Because he started preaching about something called the Beatitudes. I don't know what that means, but there's this part in one of the Gospels where Jesus just runs down, blessed are those that, right, you've heard that term before. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that the guy read that Jesus said was, blessed are those who mourn. For they shall be comforted. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, it's going to be tough for me to talk about this without getting teary-eyed. But 
he stopped right there and stopped reading the rest and just spoke about mourning. And he just said, for those of you who are sad, it's okay. (sighs) I've been sad my whole life. Mm -hmm. And in a word, that's what depression is. It's a a prolonged sadness. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the ICOC, there's no time for that shit. Mm -hmm. You're less than. Not different from the way the world treats it anyway. But he actually said, Jesus said it's okay to be sad. He didn't say snap out of it. He didn't say Suck it up, buttercup. Mm-hmm. He said, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And right then and there, dude, I was just wrapped in what he was saying. I was all ears. Hmm. And I felt so... Uh, I felt so invigorated. Is that the second time I've used that? (laughs) I hope I used it right. I felt so relieved. I felt so. Oh, man, I, I don't dude. I don't know. But it was nice to hear that. And then when service was over, I said to Kenny, I said, hey, man, listen. I'm going to meet him. But I need you to make the introduction because I ain't going up there by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after the sermon is over, service is concluded, he takes me up to meet him. And um, dude, I couldn't believe I did this, but I started talking to him and I said, thank you. And I just started crying. Hmm. Here was a guy I never met him before. I don't owe him anything. He didn't owe me anything. And I just cried. And I said, thank you. I said, thank you. I needed to hear that. And it let me know that I wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't make any of this up. And I got the closure that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I got the closure I was looking for. And now, in my life, I I, I don't want to speak to it for myself, but very happy with what life is for me today. Mm-hmm. I think I've overcome a lot. I think I've accomplished a lot. Sure. 
There's a lot to be happy about. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to be grateful for. And I currently do not go to church. Not because I'm angry. I just don't feel it's necessary for me. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, I still pray. Mm -hmm. Except the way I pray now is different from the way I prayed before. Because mm -hmm. before, I would ask for things. I was treating God as if he's a, a genie in a bottle. Sure, yeah, yeah. And he, he grants wishes and shit. Yeah. That's how, that's how I saw it. Today... I pray to God, my prayers to God sound a lot different where whenever I do pray, it's thank you for this mm -hmm. and thank you for that. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of gratitude. Yeah. And that's the best that I could do. I got nothing amazing for everybody. Nothing. I just have gratitude. And when we began this uh, this podcast, first of all, shout out to Dr. Melton. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Dr. Melton. Because she came up with the title for this program. She said, how about you call it the reclamation? Mm -hmm. Wait, hold, hold up. <clears throat> Let me try to do my best uh, Dr. Melton impression. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Well, why don't you call it the reclamation? <laughs> I was like, what? She goes, yeah. I was like, what? So anyway, so she said, call it that. And I said, yeah. Because here's the thing. We began this program and it was you and I talking. Mm -hmm. And it was me telling my story to you. And thus telling this story to the people that would listen. So this whole process was really about me reclaiming my story. Yeah. Me taking ownership of the story. Right. Me saying, nah, this is how it happened. Yeah. Because what the what the International Church of Christ likes to do is they like to paint the picture of those that have left. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they like to say that we have fallen away. We have left God, that we don't believe, that we are wrong, mm -hmm. and that we couldn't cut it. No. No. No, 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 no. We left because you don't deserve us. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. You don't deserve us. And for anyone who's listening right now who's a former member... Whether you left 20 years ago or 20 minutes ago, they didn't deserve you. Mm -hmm. And I mean that. But nonetheless, I feel like I have been able to reclaim my story. Yeah. And in the process, in the process, helped others. 
Yeah, for sure. Reclaim their story. And also help you bring, you brought other people into the fold that to help you help others. Yeah. And I would be willing to bet maybe help them as well. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe a few people that we've spoken to had a little piece that, you know, they couldn't. I hope so. You know, I hope so. This was, um, this has been a, uh, This is this this show. Mm-hmm. This show has just meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. So much to me. Yeah. And I want to I want to thank everyone that has participated. Everyone, whether you whether you gave us the honor of allowing us to to interview you. Or whether you sent us a message, or whether you just listened. Yep. We're all in this, and um, I want to thank everybody for that. And what more can I say? It's all about gratitude. That's well put. And um, I've reclaimed my story. It's time for for everyone else to reclaim theirs.